executive producer of Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to the Master of One podcast. Welcome to the Sandbox episode of the Master of One podcast, part two for this week. This week, we continue our month featuring women in the industry by talking with animation producer for Fox Animation's American Dad, Diana Ritchie. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So put on that flag pin and cover your heart, because it's time to pledge allegiance to another episode. America. So as we continue our month where we're featuring women in the industry, we are excited to bring somebody who has quickly become one of our favorite people in the world. Um, And she has over 20 years of experience in the animation and production field. And we are just super excited to talk to Diana Ritchie, who is the animation producer for American Dad over at Fox Animation. Everybody, welcome Diana to the show. Welcome, Diana. I'm excited to be here. This is my first podcast. Man, we will we will just we'll we'll throw you in the deep end and it's gonna be a fantastic thing. But there'll be a life preserver, so it's okay. You're not gonna be on your own. So oh, thank you. um tell everybody who you are and just, and what you do and kind of give the little mini Wikipedia page about uh, about who you are. Oh, all right. Well, currently I produce a show called American Dad for Fox. And uh, we have been in production for 12 years, which is crazy. I can't believe it. Um, crazy and amazing. Uh, you visited the studio, you guys know, right? Yeah. It's a great crew. It's yeah. awesome. Some um, of us have visited. Yeah, Patrick on. is still, yeah, he's, sorry, he's 0 Patrick. for 2 at this point. <laughs> uh, come visit, okay, Patrick? Deal. Um, but uh, I started initially at Hanna-Barbera which was wonderful because Mr. Hannah and Mr. Barbera were still alive and they still had a huge presence at the studio. So that was, it was really, um, that's what got me started in animation. Man, Hannah Barbera. And I've been in it ever since. Yeah. So Strangely. when you say that you've been, so we, I, I want to like, there's so much about what you just said that you just kind of glossed over. And yeah. I want to touch, you know, a couple of diff- of those different things throughout the course of the conversation. But first, I want to say, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you've been with American Dad from the beginning, right? Yeah, the very start. There were just four of us, and now there's 78 crew members. Wow. That's crazy. So maybe tell us the story about, um, well, so if you're not familiar with what American Dad is, maybe give a little show synopsis for people who haven't watched the show before, and then tell us how you got roped into that and and how things have evolved over the last 12, 13 years. Okay, okay. You know, it's kind of like... um uh, all about relationships. Life's all about relationships, right? So yep. when I was at Hanna-Barbera, I was on a show called Johnny Bravo. Do you guys yep. know that? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, I'm I was, pretty familiar, yeah. <laughs> I was a production assistant. And on that show was um, Seth MacFarlane and a woman named Cara Vallow. She's now the producer at Fox TV Animation. So uh, cut to, you know, we all worked together on Johnny Bravo and then years passed 
and um, they canceled Family Guy. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. yeah. It was on for several years, and then Fox canceled it, and Cartoon Network was running the reruns, and DVD sales went through the roof of Family Guy, and Fox was like, oh, shoot, maybe we should bring the show back. Yeah, and now that it's making money, we should probably have it back. Exactly. But during that time, Seth was developing American Dad with two other um, writers from Family Guy, Mike Barker and Matt Weitzman. And that's how American Dad came into being. And then um, Cara Vallow, who produced Johnny Bravo back at Hanna-Barbera, called me up and said, um, you know, come over and produce American Dad. So years Mm -hmm. later, we kind of all got back together. That's, that's a awesome. that's a cool story. So, um, what's evolved? You said you started with four people. You're at 78 now. Um, how has the production, how has the production of the show changed um, since its iteration to to now? Right. Yeah, that's a good question because people, you know, I'm strictly behind the scenes, and um, well, everyone in animation is pretty much behind the scenes, right. yeah. except for the voiceover actors, but. Um, you start small because you have no idea if you're going to get a second season or a third season. So the first two seasons are really bare bones and, um, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's exciting because everyone's really excited to be doing something new, you know, Yeah. but it's also like burning the midnight oil to get the show done. So once it has its legs and ratings are coming in and we're doing well, money comes in too with that. So the the budget gets bigger and therefore the crew gets bigger. So um, just because of the demands of the show kind of, you know, lead to that. So after 12 seasons, obviously we pretty much have it down. (laughs) We had it down prior to that, but um, yeah, you start small and then um, you work to a, you know, uh, more, you, you become you become efficient. So you yeah. work, work to efficiency without getting fried. Yeah, that's, so the, that's does, the goal. Does that mean that four people were doing the work of seventy eight people? <laughs> no, no, no. It was like four people the first week, and then you know I can't tell you how many people were in the first season. But let needless to say, over after the third season, we had to add um, another department. A retakes department, which is when the show comes back from overseas, there's always, um, you know, there's always fixes, be it creative where they rewrite jokes or technical where things look bad, you know, something's colored wrong or there's an animation pop or something like that. So So, that that came into being. Can you explain that. that a little bit? Because that was something that you explained to Andrew and I when we came to visit, and that was something I hadn't heard of. You you have 78 people, right? Is that what yes. you said? Yes. But you're still, that's not enough people for all the work you have to do because you guys send, you batch stuff overseas for color, right? And, uh, well, actually, they do, they do all the animation. So right. 78 people is enough people, but in addition to the 78 people, that's considered pre-production. Right. So the okay. actual oh. production work is animation. Gotcha. And so, the, you know, all the in-between drawings, right, all right, right. those hundreds of drawings, which is animation. So we provide them with all the ingredients to animate. Gotcha. So overseas, Korea, we have a studio, Ye Rim. They're fantastic. They animate the show. 
And so they animate it, send it back. You, we look tweak at it. What needs tweak and tweak it. You got it. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm a. Uh, tell me um, real quick with your role now, because uh, I don't fully understand what your title means. Like I, I really have no idea. Right. Are, are, Nobody are does. Just, okay. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Then then me and everybody else would like to know. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and, and the answer may be you do everything. I don't know, but r- do. like roughly, what does your title entail? Mm. Okay, it's it's kind of funny. Animation is such a different animal than live action. And when you're watching TV, you see the credits up front, right? And there's like producer, associate producer, um, co-producer, all, all these producer titles. Yeah. And usually, the people with those titles at the front of every show, they're all writers. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, um, and then there's the actual producer who is the. I, I'm a non-creative producer, so um, I actually work, you know, with budgets and scheduling and hiring and making sure the show gets on air. Is that a technical producer, or is that different? It, you know, you see, it, it's all different names. Like in my career, I've had titles as line producer and associate producer and now I'm animation producer and it is the same job <laughs> it's just a different title <laughs> you know it's the same job so when you see credits up front with all those producer titles pretty much they're all writers and then and then there's animation producers or there's straight up producers that are like me so how do you so, tell the difference? You, I mean, you can't in credits, but our sure. jobs obviously are entirely different. So, you know, writers are writers. And um, I am involved from the production at the be- the beginning to the very end. So I am hired to bring on the crew, hire crew. So I hire people and I fire people. And I build the production schedule and, um, you know, just make sure everything works, put, put out fires. And I'm on all the way through post. Surely you don't fire people. It's animation. Everything is nice and good and fun all the time, right? You're not dealing with people. Oh, just I cartoons. wish that were true. <laughs> yeah, no, she true. is feared. She, <laughs> you do people not want to get called me. into Diana's office. That's oh, a bad you guys, deal. It's I like the worst. Her it's nice. Actually, her office is probably one of the most fun offices I've ever been in. It is, right? Yes. I know. I hate calling people and telling them to come into my office because, you know, 99% of the time it's all good things, but there's that 1%. So everyone dreads my, a phone call from me i hate it oh <laughs> you're the principal <laughs> yeah yes exactly <laughs> i thought you were saying that like because the 99 percent is good they're always in like a really awesome mood when they go to your office and then you just like <laughs> chop their legs out from under them and you're like yeah i'm sorry that you're so happy right now that's gonna end <laughs> so Psych. diana take us through you talked to us you t- uh told us about how you guys um schedule out the show and and what your turnaround is for um episodes through the season you guys have like a uh kind of like a overlapping kind of pyramid looking thing yeah, there's a there's a matrix yeah. that you guys yeah. do can you talk a little bit about how just running the show works sure sure it, it's isn't it easier to understand when you had that visual absolutely oh yeah absolutely it's too bad you can't like that's why we're posting picture. on our show notes <laughs> 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 no, this is trademark. No, but um, um, okay. So, what you mean, like how long things take? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, for a twenty-two episode season, a show e- each episode takes in its entirety from a table read 
to when we deliver it is a year. It takes a year to produce. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is crazy, but yeah. as you saw, there's, you know, many, many, there's many episodes that get produced at the same time. Right, right. So we have eight different directors, directing teams, and and it overlaps. Everything overlaps. So, you know, we went, once we ship the show, it's um, 12 weeks overseas, and then we have 15 weeks of post-production before we air the show. So are you creating shows year... Does that mean you're creating year-round, or do you kind of have... I understand that yes. the show itself airs in a season, but you're uh-huh. still creating year-round. We work a year out. Exactly. So right now, season 11 is going to air, I think I can say this, October 31st, show one. You're hearing it here first, everybody. (laughs) Season 11. (laughs) And if we can't share it, you didn't hear anything. You didn't hear that at all because it's been cut by the time you get to it. (laughs) Um, So so what, what was the date that you said, October? October 31st. October 31st. So Halloween. Is going to yeah. be your the, your season premiere. That's fantastic. Yes, Are you exactly. capitalizing on that? Um, you know, TBS does all that. We don't we don't have anything to do with promoting it or anything like that. But does is... the episode surround itself? With... Oh, around Halloween? Yeah. No, it's not a Halloween. Okay. Theme. All right. No. Just so have you? So I'm curious. Before we get like, I don't want to get too much in the weeds of the technical aspect. Has your has this always been your job? The the you call yourself a non creative producer. Has that has that always been what you've doing uh, done throughout your career, or were did you start off like you know animating or something like that yourself? Yeah, no, that's a good question because I I love art and I'm I mean I, I'm artistic I guess you could say, but I can't draw like the people I work with. But I have to be surrounded by creative people. I just realized that right out of college. I, I was a sure. fish out of water interviewing for all those business type jobs where you had to wear a suit. I just could not deal, you know, and I just, I happened to fall into animation. I I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I moved here to California, out here to Los Angeles. I'm from Ohio originally. And, um, and I, I got an interview at Hanna-Barbera and it just, I felt like this is, these are my people, you know, you know how you just know something, you know, you fit in and you know, when you don't fit in. I felt I was so thrilled, and I I, the, I, I feel really blessed because I I entered um, my my first job in animation in development. I was the assistant to this VP of development at Hanna Barbera, and at that time Turner had taken over, and they were trying to reboot the company. So, do you guys remember that show, Two Stupid Dogs? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. So okay. <laughs> I know it was it was like the first new thing Hanna-Barbera had done in a while so that had happened and then they were like we need new programming we need new shows so they started Fred Seibert was came in and was the head of this program called what a cartoon and that's where Powerpuff and and Dexter's Lab and Cow and Chicken and Johnny Bravo. That's oh, where they all shorts, right? Did germinated. It... Yeah, they started as shorts. And I was in development, and t- you know, my boss was taking all these pitches from, you know, everyone and their brother for like two years. So I was, I was there with, you know, a part of that whole pitch process. That, you know, there was many, many, many pitches that happened, and and the Cartoon Network would fly in from Atlanta, and we sit in the conference room and people would pitch all day long these shorts and that's how 
this new series came into play. Hmm. That's crazy because, you, I mean, I know you had mentioned that when we were with you uh, back uh, over the summer. And um, so there's this dichotomy that I have with you, which is interesting. It, it's you say that you know you're 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 considered a non-creative and you call yourself non-creative like when we said that we wanted to chat with you you're like okay but i'm not creative like i don't know why people would want to hear from me but then on the uh, the flip side of that you're like yeah i was there at the birth of johnny bravo and powerpuff girls and like these iconic if you're our age if you're 30 you know if you're in the 30 range you grew up with these cartoons and you were there at like at their birth, you were you were part of that process, and maybe you weren't the one coming up with the idea for Johnny Bravo, and you weren't the one illustrating it. But you were—I mean, you were a part of something that is is um, very much a, a part of so many of our listeners' lives. Yeah, and so that's, that's, that's yeah, that's it, true, true. And let me tell you, I mean, I feel I'm I feel so fortunate to be to have you know entered the animation world at that time. It was, it was really exciting. And then looking, but you know, when you're there doing it, it doesn't seem like it at first, right? Like you're, oh, this is my job and oh, this is happening. And, but looking back, oh my God, you know, that was, it was so great. So crazy. Well, and I think there's good encouragement there. Uh, I don't consider myself, um, uh, creative in the same level that a lot of our community is. We have a very strong community of, uh, illustrators and graphic designers and, and, um, I guess, you know, painters or, or, or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, and I, I am none of that. I am absolutely none of that. I wish I was, but I'm not. Um, but I, I still, number one, I love being surrounded by it. Kind of like you said, you just knew you need to be surrounded by creatives, but number two, I want to contribute in any way I can contribute although I'm not creative or I'm not creative on that level. So I just like the idea of, of saying that, you know, if someone's listening and they feel like, you know, I want to do this, but I don't feel like I'm cut out to do this. Um, How can then, I break in? Yeah. But like you can still be a part of it. You can Completely. still contribute to it. Oh, even if yeah. you're not the one like, you know, illustrating the panel. Of course. Yes. And you know, artists, they, they, they hate to admit it, but they like, deadlines. I know they would say, oh, I love deadlines. It stresses them out, but they need some boundaries because they could draw forever and nothing ever sure. looks the way they want it <laughs> to look. So that's where people like, you know, me come into play where it's like, all right, this is how much time you have to, to get this storyboard done <laughs> and do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll chop your legs off from under you. You'll get called to her office. Or I have to get called into my office. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so talk to us a little bit on just how the world, how the animation world has changed from your perspective, from like back at Hanna Barbera to where you are now, and oh my God. maybe somebody who wants to get into that industry as yeah. as a creative. You right. know, what are some what are some steps to take? What are some things to maybe not do or do? Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> strangely, like I kind of feel. I, I used to feel sometimes, or I, I'm admitting something to you guys, and publicly, obviously now too, <laughs> that you know I'm I've solely been a 2D animation television producer. Like, sure. there you go, and um, I I just I really have never grasped or even had a lot of interest in computer animation. You know, like Flash or. Um, all the effects programs and things like that, because right. it's something that I, I've never really needed in right. my career. So, uh, you know, how it, how the animation 
world has changed. Well, you know, look at look at all these three D shows that are on the sure. air. But but if you if you really look at what's on the air that has been long lasting, it's the two D shows like right yeah like um you like know you look guys. at Simpson, Simpsons Family Guy American Dad King of the Hill um. Yeah. All 2D animation. So yeah, is King of the Hill still still no, an active show? Okay. No, no, but it had okay. a long it had a long. It sure did. Futurama. Yeah, um, you know, long run. Um, Bob's Burgers is incorporated, um, like three three D animation per se. Flash. It's not Flash. I, I can't remember the name of the program at the moment. But um, and and that show's very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, back to like just the whole like traditional straight up 2d animation. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've worked in. So, and, and it obviously works, right. But it does take longer and it is a little, I don't know. Is it more costly? Mm, I haven't worked on a flash. So, so I can't really say. So is that is that tough for you? Like, is that ever like a, a worry of yours? Of, um, you know? yeah, it is kind of because how long is this going to last? I I feel so I'm so grateful for the the run of American Dad. I mean, holy cow, twelve seasons that's a that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, uh, so it's like we're in this bubble. I'm like, oh, jeez, well, what am I going to do it. next? Let's knock on wood when you say that. Right, yeah, I hope absolutely. they keep loving it. He but, only he only has a particle board. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> that does not count. <laughs> you know, it is a, it is a totally I, I I cannot relate. However, I do have a brother. He he works for a um a production company. They they you know, they they produce um shows and they sell them to networks and things like that. And um, and I remember that for him, when he was actually working on the shows, it's a little bit of a tough thing because your show might do really well and then you get several years out of it, or you might work on something for six months and be looking for a job again. Yeah. And that was like always a, a kind of a tough thing um, to not necessarily have that consistency. So someone that's, that is going that direction as far as, um, you know, you might be you might end up in a situation where you're on a show for 12 years and you might be on 12 different shows in 12 years. So, and that's just something you have to know going into it. You do. So so for someone that wants to just, you said you were in Ohio and you decided just to go out to LA Mm -hmm. and then you got a great opportunity for someone that right now is also sitting in Ohio and they're just, maybe they just got out of jail after they got busted in the hole. (laughs) The, the, the Amish, Amish. rumspringer bust, <laughs> and they they need to change their life. And they realize that it's a really talented Amish yeah. guy who just decided, yeah, yeah he needs okay. he's a change of pace. Down a dark path. Okay, then first, do you just first recommend- he has to get a license to learn how to drive. That 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 would be the first thing. If okay, yeah, can't get take a, a buggy. A buggy in L.A. does not work. The horses die from the It'll smog. Get stolen immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you recommend someone just drives out to LA and then like what what is the path? What does someone and I imagine it's different for each industry and I understand that, but to do what you're doing, right? Uh, okay. Is there a path for that? There's not a specific path, no. But the the best path, I think, is if you have some type of relationship, even if it's six degrees of separation from somebody that you know that works in the field that you want to be in or the you know, Fox right. or, 
you know, anyone listening on this podcast now know me from however many separations. It's like, right. well, you just need your foot in the door, right? right? Sure. And then, and then, you know, when you graduate from school, you kind of have these really high ideals and high expectations about your first job. And I was really unrealistic. And um, I, I think the most important thing is if you get a production assistant job or if you get a runner job, which is literally just delivering scripts all over town or getting um, lunch for all the writers every day, that is the best foot in the door because you are any kind of contact you can have with the crew is is that's all you need and then you just have to shine you have to do whatever you do the best if you make copies of storyboards we don't have to do that anymore though we're digital we do <laughs> no, no more paper but i just like Okay, copying the script, be the best script copier and getting lunch, pick the best places for lunch, be the most efficient because then you get recognized for who you are and you just go nowhere but up. I mean, there are so many assistants and PAs like on the writing standpoint because let's face it, you know, to be a writer in this town, I think is probably one of the most sought after and most difficult um, jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and and um, we have several writers on American Dad who started off as assistants or runners, and two three years later they um, you know formed relationships with the writers and gave them their script, and now they're writers on the show. Yeah. So I've had production assistants. Um, you know, there's a guy I'll, I'll just say his name, Pete Oswald. He was my PA on Samurai. Wait, it was, yes, Samurai Jack. No, Johnny Bravo. Okay. On Johnny Bravo at Hanna-Barbera for one year. I didn't even know he was an artist. And now he's the guy who's designed like Cloudy with a Chance and Meatballs. And I mean, he's just fantastic. So look at that. You know, he, you just get your foot in the door. Right. And That's then, great. And then prove yourself. Right. And, 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 and take, take a job. It, it doesn't sound that great, but, oh, my gosh, the environment that you're around is – it's so nurturing, too. I mean, I have production assistants here who have gone on to be um, – for example, I have a, a guy who was our runner. A runner, again, like they, they um, stock the kitchen and stock the paper and get lunch for people. They're literally the ones running around. They are the ones yeah. running around. Um, <laughs> He's now a storyboard artist, and he broke in. And, and, and as soon as the, the, some of the directors on the show knew that he was an artist, they, they sat with him, they, they nurtured him, they, they gave him advice, and look at now he's a storyboard artist. So I, I think if you, you, you graduate from school and you're like, I'm going to be a character designer, you probably won't be a character designer right away. Yeah. So just get your foot in the door. And and then prove yourself. So so let me let me um, take that for just one second because this is something that I noticed and I wanted to make sure we touched we touched base on. We're getting close to the end of our time with you, okay. and I want to make sure we talk about it. Um, you you've mentioned your team. You've mentioned you've mentioned them a few times, and you uh, you've talked about the importance of doing good work and doing it well and all that stuff. Um, but when we were there. Let's let's give a few shout outs to your team right now because your team um, is is so fantastic. They yeah. were so welcoming. They, they were, were so cool. Awesome. Um, right? We sat down with what two or three different um, 
show directors and they showed us like footage that they were working on and asked, uh-huh. you know, showed us some of the bits that they were working on for yeah. episodes that we wouldn't even see for nine months. Like background um, stuff. We saw like all it, kinds and, of fun stuff. And they were open to any questions. They were open to they they were very welcoming, very and they're obviously very busy people. Mm-hmm. But um but the one thing that we kind of that we heard over and over and over again is how um how you've you've nurtured and fostered an idea of family. Mm. So so talk to me about about the importance of that on on American Dad on a show that's about this family, on a show yeah. that's kind of talking about the American ideals and obviously it has you know, it goes kooky directions, but um, it's you know essentially focused on the American ideals and the and the this hub around this family. Your team acts as a family, and we heard that over and over and over again. Talk about the importance of that for you and how you kind of um, contribute to that. Uh, you know, honestly, that's everything to me. I mean, think about how much time we spend at work, and I just I've tried, and and it's not traditional. I am not your traditional producer. I, I don't I don't think I fit that mold. But um, I'm because I'm just super nurturing. And I think, you know, Gendy Tartakovsky, who created Samurai Jack, he he told me when I was producing it, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was so stressed out on that show. It was it was complicated and um, really ambitious. And he said, Diana, if, if you're stressed out, it trickles down. So the, if the crew sees their producer stressed, it causes friction within the, the crew. And it, it, it's so true. Like, I, I, a producer really does set the tone for the show, I, I believe. Hmm. And, um, you know, here we are working 10, 12 hours a day together. Um, let's make it enjoyable and peaceful. Yeah. And, um, you know, trust, very trustworthy sure. and, and um, ambitious, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm not a micromanager. I, I expect everyone to do their jobs. And I think artists appreciate that because um, it gives them the, the freedom to do it however they need to do it. But they know that they have to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, great. It is like a family. And I appreciate that you noticed that. That, that makes me feel really great. So thank you. you. Could, I mean, you couldn't not. I mean, you would have to be walking through there with your ears plugged and your eyes closed because every person we talked to was like, you know, either they'd been on the show for eight years or nine years and they're like, yeah, I love it. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Or they were brand new and they're like, this place is so different because of this. It'd be really, yeah. it'd be really hard to miss that, uh, yeah, if, you know, for anybody who walked through there. Yeah. But it's not just me. I mean, you know that. Oh, yeah. We have a great team, though. Um, it's it's such a great team, yeah, and it it's uh, kudos to them. Well, you know? and your team has your team aside from you who have who have honestly, you could just end with your credits and and I'd be happy. But your team has the credits under the belt of the people working on American Data right now are astonishing. <laughs> um, and just listening to some of these people talk, I'm like, oh my gosh, I grew up with that movie. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite show. And right. these people have worked on it. They're, they've either written for it or animated for it or directed. And I'm like, I just, uh, my, my, the first time we walked out of there, my face just w- wouldn't stop smiling because of all of the talent that is housed um, under that one roof. It was, it was so fun. Yeah. 
So well, come oh, anytime, you know, you're welcome, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you don't have to always give us stuff. That's well, not until <laughs> I get to go again. No, 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 no. You can still give stuff when I'm there. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> Patrick, I still have to go once. <laughs> I use, yeah, I use your gifts uh, to us. I use them quite frequently. I use that little speaker um, probably at least twice a week. Oh, oh good. Yep. Wait, did you okay. give Patrick something though? I hope you did. No, 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 no he oh, didn't because he's a true friend. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't okay. want to give away you something. May have, you, g- you may have an environment of family, but that doesn't mean that we do. <laughs> I so. didn't want to give away something that you had given to me. I felt like that would be rude for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, Patrick. When we hang up, give me your address. I'll send you a speaker. Perfect. Okay. I hope it's like a person that's going to talk yeah, to me. It's a, it's a motiva- She's sending you a motivational speaker. It was awesome. for our 200th episode. Um, Fox made these awesome speakers, right? They're yeah, awesome. these little, these little uh, Bluetooth. Little portable speakers. Yeah, yeah. they're cool. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so we're going to go ahead. We want to be respectful of your time, so we're going to go ahead and move into our final questions. Okay. So each of us is going to ask you one more thing. So look, you're three from the end. Okay. Very close. And you're doing great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to kick it off with a kind of serious question. So I'm just going to I'm going to pre-apologize for the (laughs) uh, the seriousness. Oh God. Um, we are in, so this month on our podcast is um, a women in the industry. That's what we've, uh, we're, we're calling it. So it's, um, you know, people in creative fields. And uh, I'm curious, one question we've been asking everybody mm-hmm. is about, do you feel that um, your gender has any effect on the opportunity that you've been given or the recognition that you've gotten? And if so, kind of how you feel you have to combat that? Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think I've, I don't feel like I've had to combat it. Um, There's definitely a game that you play a little bit, um, but, yeah, ooh, this is a really hard question. (laughs) But, but I look at, okay, my boss, Mm -hmm. a woman, the head of, um, the head of um, Fox uh, our creative executive on the Fox lot, Marcy, sure. a woman. Um, most most of my my uh, executive, you know, higher ups have, are women, and um, so I think in the animation industry, women are are fairly preva- prevalent. Hmm. In art, artistically, um, not so many women directors, but they're starting to shine more. I think. Um, and I, I, you know, at CalArts, I know there's a lot more women that are at CalArts than there were 20 years ago in animation. So, Hey, I think we're coming a long way. Most definitely. Most definitely. Perfect. Andrew, I will go ahead and throw it to you so you can relieve some of the seriousness now. <laughs> well, I, I have an easy one. I'll just go. Yeah, I, have an easy I was gonna. One. I was gonna let Luke segue into it, and then um, I'll, I'll, I'll just, finish this up. So, American Dad is one of those shows that you guys have guests uh, every once in a while, and I know that you've had opportunities to work with them or meet them. Who has been one of your favorites that you've just come in contact with? Oh my gosh, that I just came well, in contact Well, not just, but that you had the opportunity to, to work with. Well, okay. Like, are you, you guys are into serial television. I mean, how yeah. great is television right now? Yeah, yeah. Could it's we just yeah. Say, the best. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's too good because we don't have enough time to watch all yeah. of it. 
Right. Well, okay. So Walking Dead is coming up. I can't wait. Have you I seen know. those promos? They're yes. like freaking yes. me out. They're freaking me out. Yeah. And um, but when I was uh, Breaking Bad, were you guys into Breaking yes. Bad? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. I feel so terrible because I'm blanking on his actual name, but his his character name Hank Aaron? on Breaking Bad. Oh 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 oh. Dean Norris. And he, yes, Dean Norris, and he had just died. You know, he was just killed. Oh, sorry if I spoiled this for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I was like, how did you get somebody that was dead to come in? That's it's <laughs> it's Breaking Bad. So oh at this point, God. they're they're what four years? Yeah, three years know, out of the. That's, you're, yeah. you're on your own. I flipped a lid though when he came in. I I swear when he when I got my photo with him, I don't really ask many people to get sure. photos. I mean, it's all part of the job. But with him, I had to. I had to. I think I I broke his rib. I was squeezing him so hard <laughs> when we were getting the picture taken. <laughs> Did really? you also quote some line from the I'm movie? I'm a fan. Hank, of all the characters on Breaking Bad, that's the one you attach yourself to. He's awesome. Well, he was he was here, and he it, it, the timing was crazy. He had just you know he had just died on the show. So oh, did man. you yell like like they're <laughs> minerals or no, something I just like said, that? You're alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and you know he's heard that five thousand times. Sure. I was not original by any means. That's but. okay. You're not a creative producer. Ouch! Ouch! The expectations—they're totally different. It's all jokes. They're totally different. See, there you go. That's why I do what I do. You um. So you mentioned the you mentioned the Walking Dead, and I I remember um going back and and we we've talked about some of what happened when we were at Comic Con. Uh, we I had know, a Comic Con. I'm so bummed I missed. I that, know, you and guys. we we were we we were right there for you. We you had a spot me for up. you. You hooked me up. And uh and and lo and behold, you and I you couldn't make it. Yeah, it's fine. You, uh, you mean you missed fail. out? You were actually working. That's okay. Yeah, you were doing I your know. job. Um, but uh, <laughs> next year, just save time. Figure out when that's going to be. When the the things will be, and we'll all go in together. Yes. Oh my God, okay. you guys. But can we just admit? I mean, I don't know how you do it. Comic Con is like Vegas. Can only twenty four hours is my max. That's oh, okay. That's okay. Thirty six was our max. You guys. Yeah, were- we we had tickets to the whole thing and ended up only going. We we skipped the last day. Yeah. So we did. Um, it, it, it's a lot. But you know. if you if you do it the way we do it, you can get like three days worth of stuff into about thirty six hours, <laughs> um, and you get all the good stuff in because. Going back to what you said at the beginning, relationships it's make a huge difference. Oh, I know. You're the the, people you, you guys know. are the hookup guys at Comic Con. I love it. Well, next year, let's, we, let's we're, meet we'll at the Walking Dead panel. Done. Yes, and we'll we'll make it all happen. <laughs> um, okay, so my final question for you is: should be a fairly simple one. All right, so you can okay. just kind of breathe. Um, tell us your one of your favorite stories. Uh, one of your favorite stories of either you know a time that. Seth Green came in and he did something funny or stupid or a time that someone on your team did something super cool and, and it was just a moment that you'll never forget in, in the industry. Oh my gosh. You just sparked a memory when you said Seth Green. Okay. Well, that, let's Why share that you, one because that seems funny. like that's Why the, did you say Seth Green? I don't know because I really want to talk to him and I know you know him. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really know him, well, but he, he does a voice on Family Guy. He, when I was on Johnny Bravo, we had an episode where um, – Shaquille O'Neal was on, and yeah. Seth Green um, was his like the character that Seth Green plays. And can I tell you, I am blanking on if it was. Did, I don't think he played himself. Oh, Van Partable, please forgive me. But Shaquille played himself, and and um, 
at the Cartoon Network, we had a recording studio there, and we did a it's bullpen recording where all the yeah. actors are in at the same time. Whereas on American Dad, it's just one actor that records at a time. Okay, that's it. So it's it's kind of it's a different vibe. So when you're doing the bullpen recording and having all the actors in there, the energy is just crazy, right? Oh yeah. And so Shaquille O'Neal was there and Seth Green. It was amazing, mm. and and Seth Green was Shaquille O'Neal's good luck charm. You know, and uh, animated. Think Shaquille played himself. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on who Seth Green played, but Shaquille would, had to strap him on his back while he played basketball. To, <laughs> to, um, you know, uh, but I imagine that that's probably points. not far off from the truth anyway. I mean, oh Seth Green could probably fit <laughs> on his back. It was it was so much fun just hearing all the actors in that booth, just you know, playing off of each other between takes and. And that, it, I, that was a pretty magical moment. I have to say there was a lot of those back at, at Cartoon Network because uh, Hanna-Barbera, because uh, I call them one and the same because for a while they were. Um, then Cartoon Network built their own studio. But this was, um, oh, this was actually at the Cartoon Network studios in Burbank when this was recorded. But that was really fun. That's that's awesome. Like I imagine you went home that day smiling and just oh my gosh. just happy with your job and your life choices. You know, and on a side note, th- that's what's so fun about animation is because the people that are involved, everyone is, you know, there's no on camera. I have to look perfect and my body has to be perfect, my makeup has to be perfect. Nobody cares because obviously you don't see it. And voiceover actors, they love coming in, and especially on-camera actors, because they could come in in their pajamas. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. It's just all about their voice and, and their acting, you know, wow. in a microphone. So the the pretentiousness is completely gone, yeah. and it's all just about fun. You know, it's really fun. That's awesome. Well, tell everybody, um, first of all, thanks for chatting with us and telling, oh, telling you guys, us your story. Thank you for having me. So, I, I appreciate it so much. Thank know. you so much. It was um, really fun. Tell people where they can find the show and how they can pick it back up. I know you've already mentioned the start date, but maybe say that again and just tell people where they can find it. <laughs> I'm, I'm apprehensive about giving our story. Okay. Uh, Monday nights on TBS. Okay. So American Starting October 31st. Find... You can find uh, Diana's work and her amazing team, and the the writing is fantastic. The jokes are amazing. Um, Great writers. You, and you Such don't even have writers. to have been watching the show from the beginning. You can pick. It's one of those shows you can pick it up and you can roll. It's not like it's it's good. And then you just go back and backfill. So yeah. go ahead, pick up a get get caught up as much as you can before season eleven kicks off next month, and then uh, and then enjoy the newest season. Up next, tokens. Every week we draw tokens to figure out exactly what we're going to talk about the next week, and that is where Diana is going to come in this week. So because she's here and because she's so awesome and gracious with her time, she has decided to help us with this. So I have the tokens. I'm going to shuffle them up. No one can see them. And you're going to help us by picking a number between one and three, and you'll be picking for Patrick. Okay, Patrick. Yes. Are you ready? Do it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Go for it. Three. Three. Patrick, you have toys and games. Oh, man. That's good. It's better than books. Go ahead. That's true. Now give me a number (laughs) between one and two, and this will be for Luke. One. One. Luke, you got art and design. All right. That means I've got TV and film. Congratulations, everybody. Diana, thank you so much again for... 
for just giving us your time. You are so fun. Oh, anytime, you guys. Thank you so much for having me, really. I appreciate it so much. A huge thanks to Diana for being on the show. She is fantastic. I think she's easily top five people in, that I've ever met. She's my favorite really. person in California. She's oh, wait, fan- no. She's like third. <laughs> She's fantastic. Yeah, you have family out yeah, there. You're not. You're, you're, talking, not, Luke. you're, you're literally worse. not allowed to say that. Um, but uh, I don't have family out there, so yeah, um, she's fantastic. So a uh, huge thanks to her and the entire team for letting her, you know, jump on and talk to us because I know she's a busy person. Um, but you can uh, find American Dad on TBS Monday nights, and they air again in the fall. Season 11 kicks off, so you want to make sure you check that out. But then you can also check us out on mofonepodcast.com, where you can find show notes and links to the stuff we talked about in this episode and the archive, where you can listen to tons of other guests talk about fantastic things. Um, and you can listen to the other interviews from this past month, uh, where we talked to women in the industry. So uh, you can go on there and check that out. It's mofonepodcast.com slash archive. You can also find our Slack channel on there, mofonepodcast.com slash Slack, where you can join the conversation conversation every single day it's a ton of fun there are so many people on there we just got done doing a contest earlier this week inside of our slack channel and it brought out all sorts of fun and creativity um so you want to be a part of that it's a great great time you can also find us on itunes and stitcher where you can subscribe um, and we come to you two times a week and it goes directly to your listening device whatever that is but then patrick after you've listened and subscribed what should you do you should rate and review this show. It does so much for us, and it doesn't take you hardly any time. And then once you do that, we will read your review on the air during our Tuesday episode. That's true. So you want to make sure you do that. We're also on social media. Search M of One Podcast on all the different platforms. But we also have personal social media. Luke, what's yours? Luke Gall on Instagram and Twitter. Patrick, I know you've got one. The Great Pads be on Instagram. That's with two A's. And I'm at Andrew Sale with threes instead of E's on all the different platforms. But uh, for now, guys, we're out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. And for Diana, peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars to be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me and I